It's time once again for the Passion to Succeed podcast, where we explore the traits, mindsets, and attitudes of passionate and successful individuals. This show is for anyone who wants to make a difference, make more money, learn from the greatest minds, and discover how to be more successful in all you do and doing it with a pure passion to succeed. Here's your host, serial entrepreneur, successful author, and the world's most passionate master coach, Craig White. Hi everyone, it's Craig White from the Passion to Succeed podcast show. I hope you're having an excellent day. And as always, we're bringing you a really unique and empowering show today. And and the Passion to Succeed community is really based around excellence and and the cultivating clarity to really enable you to raise your game and your beliefs and the opportunities that lay, I guess, within you, around you and before you. We have an awesome lady uh, that's joining us today and I'm really pleased to be introducing to you a, a leadership export um, export <laughs> expert, uh, a sought-after speaker, and successful author of a new book recently launched this year called "Find Your Focus." So, Clara, Clara Capano, welcome to the Passion to Succeed show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Oh, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to to be able to connect with you and um, having a. Uh, a look around your website and the, the contribution and the value that you're bringing into the marketplace. I'm really excited myself to really share um, some magic with our listeners. Where, whereabouts are you based? Give, give our, our, our kind of uh, our listeners a bit of an insight into you, Clara, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. Yeah, I am based right in Colorado, just um, in between both Boulder and Denver, in a town called Lafayette, and I've been working with. Um, entrepreneurs and small business owners um, from a coaching consulting standpoint from about at about 2009 and before that I was in the field of real estate for many years. Wow fantastic so give it give us a little insight into your career up to the point where obviously you became a, a coach and a, a successful author I know obviously you're a single mum and uh, you know, trying to juggle that work-life balance around mm-hmm. the importance of having a family. I mean, I have young children myself, and I think, you know, when you have a family, you're there to be a parent, but also right. to provide and create an environment. So, you know, give us a bit of an insight into your career and how, how you juggle that life-work balance. So when I was in college, I... I really had an inkling that I knew I wanted to work with people. I really wanted to focus on helping people better communicate. And I always knew I wanted stability that comes with that. So actually going through everything, I decided my path was going to be to go to law school. And after I graduated college on my way to law school, I got kind of sidetracked with real estate. And I realized that I really enjoyed it. I loved working with the people, doing a lot of the contractual things that kind of brought in the law and just having a little bit more flexibility. So I was on a high performance team for many years. And then in 2000, I decided I was recruited to join the leadership program with one of our top real estate firms in the Denver market. So I joined on with them because at that point in time, I was getting ready to get married and I just wanted again that stability of being able to have more of a set schedule and the life that I would want there. So I stayed with them and I did management for almost 10 years and I, I loved it. It was a wonderful career, but it just never really answered my heart space. And in 2004 was when I went through my very first certification for coaching and the light bulbs went off. I just knew right then and there that that's what I really wanted to do. So I started cultivating that and building that. I went and got my master's degree in organizational leadership and communication. And then in 2009, I started doing the consulting, the training more full time. 
and really just you know you talk about balance and I'm starting to substitute the word balance for harmony because I think it's really hard to find balance you have to make some really hard choices so I just try to find a lot of the harmony between the two so when I was early on and my son was really young if I had to meet up with clients to build business I would try to do things like play dates so I could have the harmony of being with my son at the same time of meeting people and building my business um, I really work with my ex-husband I have a great relationship with him and his wife and so we really share our schedules and communicate well with each other so I really just try to find what makes the most sense you you, you know the thing is is you can't do it all and I think so many of us try to do it all and I have decided to put my little superwoman cape away and just do my best because it's it's about making the right choices for what you need today and knowing that time will take care of everything but really just looking at what your values are being open and honest about what you can do at the highest level and sharing that with the people that matter. I think that's an amazing way to, to look at you know balance and really looking at kind of having harmony in, in what you're doing and, and enjoying the moments, but also having you know that that, that, that harmony of, of working around your family and also with. I mean, I'm quite lucky as well. My girls have grown up in a in a really empowering environment. Um, to kind of believe in them they have really good values too like I'm guessing your son will have as well just listening to the energy in your voice is great and and I I think you know it's it's almost good sometimes in in the entrepreneurial world I find myself in to be able to do things with the children not without them which is which is great when you're a parent because you you want to spend time with your kids as well as Mm -hmm. provide you know Right. And it was really strange because I went into management thinking I would have stability and all of that. And I found that working for myself, I have even more because one, I'll bet on myself all day long. (laughs) And two, I can create my own schedule. So for the first many years of his life, I would volunteer at school once a week. Now I'm there and I pick him up from school. I drop him off to school. I can be there for field trips. So it really is a wonderful mix of being able to have that personal one-on-one time with him and be more global in my teachings and my profession. And we'll get to some of your coaching because I guess that, that you know, almost like living what you breathe and living your passions to be able to, mm-hmm. to mentor and coach and guide people to, to have that same level of choice and freedom and, and harmony yes. is, I'd imagine, so rewarding. It is. It really is. It's truly, it's the best job I've ever had. And if I didn't get paid for it, I still would do it. I love it so much. So you, I mean, I, I, I obviously me being nosy, you know, when I was a, when I, <laughs> when I, when I was a kid, Clara, if my mum said duck in, in the car, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Why? So me, me, me being nosy, I, I obviously had a, a really good look at your website and, and what you've done on it. And it, and it is really inspirational, which is why I'm so excited to be speaking to you. But you, you're obviously you know, what I'd say is the correct terminology, kind of highly certified. You've really studied leadership and and coaching and and educated yourself to be able to be as, become and and give as much as you can. So how did did you actually come around to being a coach? How did that come about from from where you had been in your career previously? Right. So I've always been in love with school. I'm kind of one of those weird, crazy people where if I could be a professional student for the rest of my life, I would. Um, And part of my goal has always been to get my PhD and teach at the university level. My father was a professor, my mother was also an educator. So I think part of it is in my blood. And I, I struggled a bit because, you know, I graduated, I had this degree, I thought I was going to go to law school. And I sort of struggled a little bit between the dichotomy of being an entrepreneur and 
the degree programs and all of that and sort of trying to make nice with them and make them all balance out. But in 2004 was when I was introduced to coaching and I went through a certification with a company called Integrity Selling. And it really just unlocked my mind and my heart to show that there is a way to sell without selling because that was always the problem that I had is I never wanted to be that sort of icky salesperson that people saw coming a mile away. I really wanted to focus on service and helping people with their problems. And so I found through coaching um, at the time I was working in real estate and I loved the agents because so many of them were great at sales. They knew their scripts and dialogues. They knew how to price properties, do all of those things, but they didn't necessarily know how to run a business. And so with my coaching, I was really able to get them to start thinking about things at a higher level where it wasn't just about selling a product or selling themselves. It was creating a long lasting and sustainable business practice that they could be proud of and leaving a legacy for not only themselves, but their families. And then since I fell in love with that, I decided to go back in 2008 and get my master's and it just sort of snowballed from there. So since I received my master's, I have a certification in ninja selling, which is um, where my big heart space is. I, I'm an independent consultant for Ninja Selling. So that's where I do a lot of my coaching and training. I have certifications with Tony Robbins. Um, I'm working on one with emotional intelligence. And I, I educate myself every day. I spend at least an hour a day in personal development, listening to podcasts like yours, or my nose in a book, just because I know that you're either growing or you're dying. And in order for me to be my best and to help people, I've got to constantly sharpen my tools. I've got to make sure that I'm on the cutting edge with the trends that are happening and being able to give as much as I possibly can. And I can't do that if I'm stagnant. Yeah, I really feel kind of kindred with you because that, that philosophy of either, we're either de developing or dying is just something I was sharing mm -hmm. with people at a leadership event uh, this this weekend, just gone actually. And, yeah. um, it, you know, you mentioned, and, and it sits really well with me because I really am on the same same vibe with you with with the thought process and and, and beliefs you, you talked about what obviously with the integrity training how it it unlocked your mind and heart do you how, do you feel that some people find it difficult to kind of live from the heart and become congruent mind body mm -hmm. and soul because I think obviously we're we're socially conditioning conditioned and yes. our beliefs are very much kind of influenced from the outside world yet our heart is our truth yeah so mm -hmm. how, how do people unlock the congruency for both to because it's both rather than battling having that Anthony Robbins talks about that in a civil war you know mm -hmm. from your education knowledge and 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 ability what what would you feel would be a way for people to unlock that congruency well I can speak from personal experience because I think that I held back on my true authenticity for many years because I was afraid I was young I was immature I had not honed my voice yet and the little voice inside of me said oh you know no one's going to listen to you you're just a kid and so i looked at my mentors and i tried so hard to be my mentors and what i learned along the way is i can still be like my mentors but i can still be clara and there's a wonderful book out there written by a gentleman named bob berg and it's called the go-giver and one of the laws that he talks about is the law of authenticity and i think for me that's what this means is when you can get into your authentic self 
then it unlocks your heart because you are now in alignment with your integrity, with your values, with your voice. You may be sharing the same things that other people are saying, but it's going to be heard and resonate in a different way. So I think a lot of times the reason that people hold back, it kind of reminds me of Marianne Williamson, Our Deepest Fear, her quote that's saying, Our Deepest Fear is that we're actually more powerful than we think we are. And she has a line in her poem that says, you know, when we hold back our light, we're actually holding back the light for others too. And I think that once we finally get and are not afraid of ourselves and afraid of our power that we have to help others, and that we realize that it's our obligation to share our voice, because even if it only helps one other person, we've done our job. That's when I think we start to open up our heart space and really get in alignment. And, and that, that ripple effect of just helping one mm-hmm. person is compounded, you know, across the world. Hey, right. so so you, you're a firm believer in following your passions. And, and I, I really believe passion is when you're passionate about something you can become excellent at it like your your passion for education your passion mm-hmm. for development your your own personal passion clara for for personal development and growing so that you can be authentic and contribute what are your passions tell me a little bit more about following your passions mm-hmm. so at a very young age i i developed a fashion a passion for people and just helping people. Um, you know, I love to, if I found animals, I'd like to help animals. If I saw somebody, you know, hurting, I would always want to be a part of their world. And so I think it just kind of started at a young age. And then as I got into business, if I saw people having stumbling blocks, I would want to see what was going on with them. And now what that has turned into is just my, you know, my own personal movement. I realize, you know, life is short and we hear that all the time, but it really is. And, Sometimes you have to put your passion, I don't want to say on the back burner, but sometimes you have to take a real job or a purposeful job while you fuel your passion. But to wake up every day and to just go to the grind to just earn a paycheck, you can only do that for so long before it kills your spirit. So you've got to find some area in your world, even if it's painting or music, writing poetry or going for hikes, making sure that you're carving out time in your life. And the one thing that I really try to project onto the people that I work with is when you plan your week, because as a coach, that's one of the things I help people do is to be more strategic and purposeful with their time. But the first thing that they should be planning is their passion. They should be planning their life and carving out time for those things that make them come alive so that there always is that heartbeat in each and every day that they have. And then really looking at what are you passionate about and how can you maybe marry that with an industry? And because there are so many, and especially now in this day and age, there is no one size fits all job. We have so many opportunities in front of us to really go. And I'm seeing so many people that are having these two dichotomies of life. We're seeing a lot of attorneys that are also chefs, Mm -hmm. a lot of doctors that are playing instruments because people are really sensing that they need to be able to fulfill that passion and purpose side for them, not just be safe and secure. And so I think a lot of people are starting to reach out. We're seeing a lot of people starting second companies and second careers in their 40s, 50s, and 60s because now they finally have the time and the energy to go in that direction. Or maybe they just had no other choice, but they're just trying it. And I never thought in a million years that I would have the bravery to go and do what I did because 
I, I wanted the safety, I wanted the paycheck, the health insurance, and I was scared. But now knowing what I know, I wish I would have done it sooner and I would never go back. I, th- I you know, I, I completely agree. I think the world, in my opinion, is, is waking up to that age of the entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. As if, you know, people are, are starting to connect more with a realization that it's the emotional connection to what we do, like that emotional connection to our goals, ambitions, and our passions. That because mm-hmm. emotions are always so more rewarding. I mean, I find myself over the years through my personal development journey, and I'm very hungry, like yourself. And you know, with all honesty, Clara, this this passion to succeed show is formed really from a a a personal indulgence to mm-hmm. connect with magnificent people and learn and grow, but at the same time to be able to contribute that to the world. And on, on my journey, just even, for example, like, you know, I very rarely watch the TV, but me and my girls will sometimes sit down and watch, you know, Britain's Got Talent or even America's Got Talent sometimes on YouTube. And, you know, but you just see sometimes or even there's something in the UK called the kid's voice. And for mm-hmm. me, I, I, I'm really passionate about our, our future and how, you know, the children of the future are what's going to shape the world and yes. almost a fear for technology because there's no app for, you know, building a quality relationship. There's no app for having job satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think technology is great, but it's it's almost teaching this environment of, um, I guess, segregating people away from building relationships and connecting on a, mm-hmm. an emotional line. But even sit yes. with, with, my, with my children and I find myself watching children I've never known, never met. And I, I see them get up and perform on stage. And the emotion that you get through even just watching somebody excel, whether they're anything, I mean, children more, seeing a kid excel and sing and blow everyone away with their voice or their skill or their magical talent is, is just so rewarding. And when you take that back to ourselves, so many people are missing that emotional connection. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I love what you said about the technology. And what we need to do is we need to get stronger and say, you know, how can we use this technology to bring us closer together? You know, doing things like we're doing now with the podcast. Um, I have some girlfriends and, you know, we may use my conference line to all be able to get on and talk together. I have a lot of friends where I do FaceTime because I want to not only talk with them, but I want to be able to see them. But maybe they live in Portland or in another part of the world. So it's really taking the time to to make the time to make sure we are getting those connections because outside of food, clothing, and shelter, human connection is really what we all crave and what we need to make sure that we're building rather than getting farther apart from. Oh, I completely agree. Completely agree. So you're 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 obviously very passionate about people, which is which, you know, your your movement, your contribution, mm-hmm. your coaching is 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 obviously meant to be. Where where does your your coaching and consulting currently take you now? Do you find yourself you know, working around the globe? Are you focused in certain areas? You know, how does it work for you? Um, mostly they're in the United States. Um, I have, I do have several clients in Canada. I'm actually going to be traveling to Canada in October to do a training. Um, but definitely I'm looking to go more global. I just love to help people anywhere that I can. And I think it's just from my own my own failures and the times that I fell down that knowing that there were people around me that believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And what I want to do is I want to be that person for somebody else. So whether there's somebody in Antarctica, Alaska, Antigua, it doesn't matter to me. If, if I can help them get unlocked to get clear, if I can be their person in their corner to say, yeah, you can do this and let's figure out how that's what I really want to do. 
So you mentioned about getting clear there, Clara, and, and on one of your videos I was watching at some point over the last day or two, you talked about, come and talk to me and I'll help you gain clarity. And, mm -hmm. and cl having clarity gives people that certainty, I guess, which again can give people confidence to act. So tell me a little bit about your book, because your book um, was, was launched back in June. It was called, it was called Find Your Focus, 52 Weeks of Clarity. I, I love that. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> Thanks, what, what, what led you to write it? What, what, where, I mean, obviously, I know your passion for influence. Mm -hmm. I, that is clear. Um, yeah. But what, what led you to, to write the book? Well, I've, I've always wanted to be an author. That has been my dream job ever since I was a kid. And I knew that in order for me to take the next step in my career, to be more global and to get the credibility to unlock other doors, I had to write a book. So I had all these ideas and I've, I've started some things and stopped some things. And finally, what I have been doing is I've been writing a blog for, I guess, uh, maybe five years now. I don't even know when I started, but it's been a while. So every Monday I write a blog. And what I decided to do, because a lot of people like them and they're very short stories, little short antidotes, but that gets you thinking about how do I best prepare for the week, both mind, body and spirit. And it's it's written for industry, but it can be pertained into personal life as well. And so it's been able to touch a lot of people. So what I decided to do is put a book together that is a compilation of my blogs. And I wanted it to be not just a book, but something that people could pick up and that would be more of a workbook, something that they would really go deeper into than just reading it, something that would really get them to stop and think and take notice of where they are stuck so that they can go forward. Because I think when we're confused, when we're afraid, we tend to just stand still. Mm -hmm. And my whole goal is to get them to start unlocking the roadblocks that are in front of them, whether it's in business or in life, so that they can move forward. So I picked 52 of them, and the idea would be to use the book over the course of a year and take one per week, so it's really easy. It only takes about five to 15 minutes, and you would read the entry and then fill out the journal entry that asks questions you know, such as, how can I use this? You know, What was my greatest takeaway? How can I use this in my life or my business this week? What action steps am I going to take next? So that it really is a call to action in addition to just something that is funny, lighthearted, but can also be serious. So it's, it's, the book itself is really interactive for the reader to, to get involved and, you know, be, I guess, inspired, but also take the actions and the action steps to move forward that each and every week. Correct. I, I love that. I remember reading a book oh, many years ago. It was... Well, I've just turned 40, so let me think. <laughs> 16-ish years ago, when I, 17 years ago, when I started my entrepreneurial journey, and it was a book I read by a guy called John Kalench, and I'll never forget it. it always, I was reading through the first chapter, and I thought, oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I'll do that later. On to the second mm -hmm. chapter, and the first page on the second chapter was this, Clara. If you're like me, and you've just turned the page and you're reading on without filling in the, the action points, <laughs> I highly suggest you go back and do. And I thought, wow, this guy knows me. I'm only one chapter in. <laughs> so I, I love that interaction because I think, you know, it's that philosophy, I guess, of, you know, you're only really learning to, to, to learn, but not to do is to not learn at all. Exactly. Um, and I really just wanted, you know, people to just have something that was just for them. And, you know, as I said, it's and you on the cover, it says business, life, health, relationships. It's really something that can be taken into all areas of their life just to help them be more fulfilled and live with passion. So this, so this book is really aimed at 
anybody that's looking mm-hmm. f- to create change, tangible change or even connect with their passion, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I have, you know, given this book, I've sold this book to people in all different industries. I have a lot of them that are using it more um, on a personal journey because they're having changes in their life or whatever it may be. And I'm getting amazing responses from people who have said it's, it's just got them to think at thing, look at things and think of things in a different light. So I think it's really having the impact that I wanted it to have. And it just it touches my heart to hear when people call me or write me reviews. That's fantastic to hear. So what what was the the greatest challenges for you in writing a book because this is your first book I mean you you mm-hmm. you touched on earlier before we just before the podcast show that you you're starting your second book so that's exciting for you mm-hmm. and for the you know your, your listeners and, and followers as well what was the biggest challenge you found whilst writing the book you know obviously you um, put together your blog posts over yeah. a period of time but maybe was it picking <laughs> so them all out big, <laughs> yeah that was a big part of it was trying to weed out the top 52 to use because I had you know probably over 250 300 to choose from so it was you know that was a big part of it um the other one I, I think was just in the editing of putting it together so I actually did go with a publisher that was going to help me with the editing because that is just not in my wheelhouse. The writing itself has never been the challenge for me because as I mentioned, I love to write. I could write for pages on end. So I think it was more in the organization. And then in the, how am I going to get this out there? Who is my target audience and how am I going to launch this? Um, And my goal has never been, and people might say that this sounds funny to even say, my goal was never really to sell the book. My goal is to help people. I want people to have this book because I really think it could better serve them and take them to the next level of their life. And that's why I love doing things like being on your show, because it's really getting me in front of people that I know I can help. And that's really my main goal. So I think that was a struggle too, is how am I going to get this out there so that people are aware of it? I think that sincerity, I mean, it's just beautiful. And I think, you know, to have that, that idea of contribution, you know, give value without need of, of compensation, um, it is just, you know, it's just heart led with all honesty from my opinion so just something for the listeners then you know obviously we we talk about clarity we've met we've touched on briefly and the importance of gaining clarity obviously you know I really want the leaders to the leaders (laughs) readers to go and grab a copy of the book because it sounds you know obviously 52 weeks creating new habits learning new skills and and putting them into action is you know certainly going to create some lasting and tangible change for them but on the show now, what what advice can you can you share with people from your wealth of knowledge and experience to mm-hmm. enable people to start to gain clarity now? Yeah, I think just spending time with your mind and really just thinking, you know, if I had a magic wand, if I didn't have to worry about money or my family, you know, what would I really love to do with my life? And just start being honest with yourself. Take the blinders off and start dreaming a little bit. And then from that dream, start to see if there's some connection pieces that you can bring in, even if it's only on a part-time basis, even if it's only maybe volunteering, but start living your passion now. I think letting go of fear, you know, get yourself a support group that believes in you and will push you and will support you on the days where it's a challenge. Um, I would say find something that resonates with you, whether it's um, a passage, it could be a book, it could be a mentor but something that you can go to that really is going to be a guide for you to help remind you of everything that you want to do. But just letting go of fear, I think, is such a such a brave thing to do. I know for me, it took me several years too long, but once I did, it, it was 
amazing and completely life-changing. And I just think we all live in so much fear of why we can't do things. And sometimes you just need that one good reason why you can Mm -hmm. to get you going. Well, clearly this was uh, a profession meant for you. You have this energy in your voice that's it's just really attractive. It's it's warming and, and it's inspiring and, and obviously coupled with your own development and will to help other people. It's um, it's really great to have you on the show and, and to share a little bit of an insight into you know your journey and, and obviously your first book and, and what you're looking to accomplish in the foreseeable future and, and coming years, Clara. So it's a it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. I'm, I'm really grateful, guys. Uh, you can you can literally get over to to Clara's website and be as nosy as I am. Uh, it's always good. And you know, I think Clara, what I find is conversations are really impactful because you know we have this almost human innate necessity to to eavesdrop or or be a little bit nosy and Mm -hmm. um, I think you know people really can learn through conversation because it's not always directed at them so always can be a little bit more open to to developing but guys get get over to Clara's website it's uh, www.clara-ty.com so it's a great website and you can really connect with Clara there and I'm guessing can connect with you on social media as well Yep, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, so you can find me in all those places. Fantastic. So one one more thing before we go, and um, you know, you talk about high performance. What what are the greatest challenges for the ordinary individual, just honest individuals? Well, we're all ordinary in, mm-hmm. us, in our in our own magnificent way. But what are the what's the kind of sometimes I guess the greatest challenges you see with people preventing them from going? maybe where they are into the realms mm-hmm. of high, high performance? You know, I think the number one thing we all need to learn is how to say no. I think we are so afraid to say no that we end up over committing ourselves or putting other people's goals in front of our own goals. So I think really getting clear on what you should be saying no to so that you can free yourself up for what you need to say yes to. And I really think just using time wisely, you know, we, we don't get rollover minutes like we do on our cell phones. Once time is gone, it's time, it's done. Mm-hmm. And you have to really start looking at your time as an investment. And if you're going to be investing eight hours a day in your career, invest it wisely. Make sure it's in an area that you love. Make sure it's with the right people that can feed you and help you grow. So I think those two things are really important for anybody to really look at if they want to get to the next level. Clara, you're, you're truly a wonderful lady and I feel blessed to be able to have a, a chat with you and, and share your wealth of knowledge and, and passion with, with our listeners on the Passion to Succeed show. So thank you very much. I know you're a busy lady and um, I, I wish you a magnificent day in Colorado and um, maybe I will uh, drop you a line when I'm visiting with my kids. I love it. Thank you so much. This has been a real joy. I've, I've enjoyed talking with you. I wish all your listeners great success and yeah definitely when you come across the pond give me a jingle (laughs) happy days hey have a fantastic day clara and uh, thanks for your time okay bye-bye if you enjoyed today's show we would appreciate it if you would like most people share through social media then subscribe rate and provide a review over at itunes and soundcloud that's all for today thank you for joining us the passion to succeed show is brought to you by passion to succeed.com get over to the website subscribe and join the community of passionate people